Welcome back to the Herald's Podcast Season 2. We are so excited today to be joined by Denise. We're down here in the mighty south in Queenstown, Salvation Army Corps. I've never been here before. It is beautiful and inviting, uh, as is Denise, who introduced herself to me as the tea lady. Uh, and yet, as we began talking, I began to see how important hosting and community and belonging is to you. So, uh, welcome, Denise. Thank you. Kia Kia ora. Uh, now you were just saying to me that something really uh, that struck you as we were preparing for the podcast was how do you experience belonging is one of the questions. So let's talk about that now. How do you experience belonging? Well I was struck by that question because for many, many, many years I've been an early childhood teacher and that is a awesome. very essential part of the early childhood curriculum, part of te whareke, um, experiencing belonging, creating meaningful relationships with people, places and things. Wow. And that is an important concept that can also carry over into church. To me, one of the most important things is to create rela- meaningful relationships with people that can give them a sense of belonging as well as me a sense of belonging in that relationship. Meaningful relationships, that is such a rich word. What does that mean, funny, what does that mean for you to have that kind of broad and deep love and connection with people in relationship? I think it means having a heart that you know receives people. Um, In previous parts of my life, My husband and I have been involved a lot with multicultural ministries and with people from other cultures. And one of the things we've always tried to do is reach out through our eyes and through our heart to say we value you and we respect you. And so many times it's come back to us that it doesn't matter if you can't speak our language, we know you care. And I think it's that heart of wanting to be with people and wanting to build meaningful relationships both from the time of a new baby with a parent, Mm. um, which is part of a program I'm involved in right now, as well as ongoing in the early childhood sector, working with children, working with their families, and in the pastoral sector of working in churches, working across cultures. I love that. That sense of belonging is such an important part for all of us. Yes. It's kind of like loving, but it's a bit different. (laughs) I love that, what you said, a heart that's open to receive. Uh, Now, you were saying that you've been part of the Salvation Army uh, earlier as we were chatting for about five years, is that right? Five or six years, yes. Awesome. And so what does that mean for you to belong to the Salvation Army, to be a Salvationist in a sense, or in the Salvation Army's world? Well, as I started, as we started all get involved with the Salvation Army and we went to an introduction class over several weeks learning more about um, the philosophies, um, the beginnings with, with, with William Booth, the way that the Salvation Army's concern was always to reach out to people. You can't preach the gospel if they've got an empty stomach, that type of philosophy. And uh, right here while we're chatting, there's a big poster behind you that says, (laughs) however poor you may be, however wretched you may be, however bad you may be, you have two friends. One is Jesus Christ, the other is the Salvation Army. Heart to God, hand to man. Awesome. And when we started coming along to the Salvation Army from a different sort of background, it just seemed to be like the jigsaw puzzle pieces that came together. It made us realize the need um, not just to preach the gospel and evangelism, which is very, very important, but to reach out with the other hand, to be there as the helping hand, making ourselves available in, in ways that we hadn't always been able to do in the past. 
I love the picture that you've just created as well. I mean, a heart uh, open to receive and then a hand open to give to others, mm. as you say, taking what you have and giving those resources out. Mm. Uh, you were talking about your um, absolute uh, vision for inclusion, um, using your hospitality skills to bring people in, uh, early childhood and education. You're also saying that uh, you have something to do with the space program. Oh yes, I'd never heard of the space program, apart from what you think it is. It's not planets, it's nothing, it's nothing <laughs> to do with out of this world. Um, it stands for uh, supporting parents and children in early childhood. Awesome. And it's really supporting parents in their first year of becoming a mum and working, working alongside them. Um, space is a, a national program and in order to deliver that program in the community you have to be an accredited organisation mm. and in this community Salvation Army has the uh, licence to deliver that program in this community um, and so I have in recent times since in the last year since I've retired from working full time in early childhood I have uh, committed to be part of that program in order to uh, both represent Salvation Army, um, support our leader Ruth, who is um, who is the administrator and manager of it, uh, as well as um, meeting new parents in this community. And Queenstown is a very unique community. Mm. We've lived here 18 years now. Wow! And got to know a lot of the ins and outs. And many, most people in Queenstown are here by choice and are not necessarily because they've been born here and I've got family here. Mm. So I know from working in early childhood centres in this community, many of the parents, or new parents particularly, do not have grandparents, do not have aunties, uncles, yeah. do not have sisters relationships. Their relationships with other people are usually to do with work, um, social, social connections, and suddenly, becoming a mom mm. in a community like this can be very isolating and very scary for some of them because and very upsetting because they um, they can't show their mum they can't show their baby to grandma yeah and because of lockdown that's emphasized it even more so um, and my heart goes out to a lot of these mums mm. And I know what it's like myself. I have family that live overseas. I have grandkids overseas, as well as grandkids right here in this community and in Christchurch, yeah. for which I'm very thankful. But you just feel like you want to hug them all. Mm. I can feel tears in my eyes. Mm. <laughs> you just feel like you want to hug. You feel so much for these families. And um, we have a group of about, roughly about 12 people in a group for a term. Cool. And then those 12 people can then move on to a term two and a term three over the space of a few months. And some of them drop out because of going back to work and mm. other things that happen. But the relationships are very real because, again, it's not so much the words you say, is it? No. It's not the words you say. It's in your heart. How are young women or you know young parents, how are they hearing about the program? How are they, is it word of mouth? Is, are they being referred oh, or? Well, you know what? I am learning more about this all the time. It's very much word of mouth. Mm. It's also through Plunkett. Cool. Who are a great supporter. Plunkett have got their programs as well. It's through the midwives. Awesome. Um, it's through the mental health services. Um, and... I mean, I must admit, I was working in this community in the early childhood centres for several years without even knowing, it's, knowing it existed. It's been part of this church's program for about five years, I believe. Wow. And there's always a waiting list 
There's always a waiting list. And it's not just mums, it's dads that come along as well. Mm. Um, and it's just a time of fellowship and friendship. Some of these mums recognise each other from antenatal classes. This group we just had, just starting beginning of this term, three or four weeks ago, we had about 11 or 12 people here. And basically, none of them had actually met each other in another setting. Wow. There wasn't, there wasn't sort of, oh, hi, how are you? Sort of, there was, was, there was kind of like silence. It was a very difficult first session mm. because people, there wasn't a lot of communication. Gradually, through getting around talking, the time we came to the second session, they couldn't, they didn't want to stop talking. <laughs> so so cool. that was good. And it's just, it's just, being there in this setting, in this in this environment, saying we care, we care for you. Yes, we're delivering our curriculum as a different topics each week. Yeah. But more than that, it's um, it's providing a format, providing an opportunity to get to know people and encouraging other people to get to know each other, That's and cuddling beautiful. these lovely babies. <laughs> that yeah. is so amazing that you're seeing a real life outworking of inclusion and belonging and diversity mm. um, leading to transformational relationships just like you said yes. that big poster behind us yes that's awesome and I mean it really is the biggest in this far as our community here in Queenstown the Salvation Army it's the largest population area that we have in contact with on a regular basis yes through lockdown many of us were involved with food parcels there mm. were so many people with so many needs in this community and so many people have had to leave unfortunately uh, this, many of us were involved with food parcels but it was just meeting people come and go come and go come and go um, here this week gone flown back to mm. wherever they were flying back to the next week the space is different because these people are people that live here they've yeah. made a commitment their roots are here they want to grow their children in this community. And again, Queenstown's very unique. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a hidden part of the population down here. A lot of people, mm. if you ask them if there was many young families down here, many of them would look at you and say, oh, I don't really know. Mm. Because the focus has been on sports, adventure, yeah. tourism, tourists, very much that way. But I, I, I tell you, from the point of view of an educator, our schools are bursting at the seams. When I first moved here, there was like three early childhood centres. There's now like 14 early childhood wow. centres. Um, the need for people, two parents to work is very high in this community. Mm. So there's a lot of um, all day care that is needed as well as in home care programs that are here. So it's a hidden part of our community. And yeah. I feel being part of the space program through what the Salvation Army is doing is helping to tap into part of this community that a lot of people don't know about. Mm. So you are really giving a voice or giving space, no pun intended, mm. uh, for others who are sometimes missing in the larger narrative or in the kind of hustle and bustle of expendable money or people on holiday mm. or mm. other things that Queenstown is known for the shiny side and then the, the families who are really seeking to um, just get along and be known and be supported. As you're saying, their extended whanau is often missing. Absolutely. And you are stepping into that space. Is there any uh, time that you've had a young woman or someone in particular who's come through a space program and you've seen real transformation happen for them? I really haven't been part of it long enough. I'm still in the stage of developing relationships. I've been part of it for three, three terms, end of last year, oh, after wonderful. lockdown, and this year. Um, 
I find it's great that when I go to the supermarket or I go to like the warehouse or I go to the library, I meet some of the mums here. Awesome. And that then gives me the time to stand and talk and have a conversation. Cool. That's not restricted to what we're talking about here. And again, it's building up those stronger networks. Awesome. Yes, I would love the opportunity to be able to share Jesus with all of them. Mm. But again, you have to wait for the right time. And to me, building up those relationships so that they know you care and opening the door for conversation to happen um, is what's really important. There have been some very meaningful conversations I've had with people, mm. and I don't know the results of those. I don't know. And if the focus is just seeing who comes to church on Sunday, that's not the way to look at it. Yeah. It's who knows what to do when it's really tough in the middle of the night and you've got nowhere to turn. You can always pray and you can always know that someone else is out there praying for you. And I think that's really important. Space is not a Christian-based program. When it's a, it's a program that was started through Play Centre originally. Oh. But the Salvation Army run it here. Yeah. And because of that, we are not in the position of being able to use it to offer spiritual counselling. Yeah, sure. But the exciting thing is, Ruth and I have a goal, this is our leader here, uh, and a couple of others later this year to set up a playgroup that is completely separate from space. But it's a playgroup for, for people that have been involved in these programs that we have connected with. But it's our Queenstown Salvation Army program in which we will have the freedom then to be a bit more open to wow. give spiritual counselling and um, yeah, use that as a platform to hopefully see some changes. So it's evolving. I love that. It's evolving. Do you think that uh, lockdown had an effect on the way that uh, people in Queenstown community or core um, or even other churches began to adapt about prioritising relationship, perhaps over attendance? Is that something that you've noticed um, change at all? Or Yeah, lockdown's very challenging because we were so restricted of what we could do. Yeah. And so my husband and I realised that it was just as important to come in here and help with the food parcels and be putting up those packages as it was to be here at church on Sunday. Wow. Because that was a huge need in the community. So there was a team of about mm, probably half or six or seven of us that would regularly come in and try and, and help because the regular staff here just couldn't, they didn't have time to do that. The need was so, was so great. Mm. Um, also, for me personally, it brought me into this building um, that is a big multi-use building right now. We've lost our church building. It's been sold off. We're in the process of having a new, we've got land, a new building will be built sometime. In the meantime, where we are right now is the family store. Woo. That's become basically the community centre. Mm. It's become the church. It's become the. It's become everything. But it's a building that we cannot continue to keep doing everything in because we're not supposed to be having more than six number of people in the building, but people keep coming. So good problem to <laughs> so have. So lockdown caused, caused us all to focus in on one place. And that's how I've got to know some of the other staff. The other staff have got to know people coming into like space programs and other programs. So we've really become a lot more of a community-based Oh. Church, if that's the right word to use, a community-based, yeah, 
more visible in the community because oh. we're because we're in one place. Yes, that's awesome because that's sometimes the problem, isn't it, for the Salvation Army is people aren't they've never heard that we had a church associated right. or they thought we we're only a family store. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. And keep saying this would be pretty cool to keep it like this, but the building's too old. We can't. That's why the other building had to be sold. Mm. So we've got great visions for our new building when it actually happens that we can relocate to another part of Queenstown, which is not right in the middle of the industrial um, town part. So mm. It'll be more out in the community, and we can expand programs such as space and playgroup, and and then have be able to lead out to more things from there. That is so you know. amazing to hear that journey um, from you joining the Salvation Army and then seeing this uh, opportunity for you to utilise your skills and abilities in mm. pastoring and mentoring. Uh, are there other areas where you're pastoring and mentoring as well uh, in Queenstown, Salvation Army or the community? Tell us about them. Well, lockdown, it caused a lot of us just to sort of sit back and reevaluate, left. And essentially the, the core congregation here is more an older congregation. Probably mm. we're more grandparents compared to our leaders, <laughs> our lovely leaders, Ruth and Andrew. Uh, we're, we're probably all in the age group of being their grandparents. Mm. Um, and particularly over the time of lockdown when they were their energies and their expertise and their efforts were so needed in the community with so many other things, my husband and I decided we would pick up the pastoral and create opportunities. So we made the intentional effort um, every week to be in touch with the different families, um, set up a Bible study group um, for anyone to come along to. And we enjoyed doing it. It wasn't because we were trying to overstep Ruth and Andrew. Mm -hmm. They were just so busy with the, with the demands they had for lockdown. Um, my husband is involved in um, ministries, sort of trying to foster oh. relationships with the men. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's been a learning curve. My whole life has changed in the last year. <laughs> Lockdown, I retired from working full time. For, uh, it was just time was up. Um, and um, yeah, seeing what we could do to help the community here. And still learning so much about the Salvation Army. There's an awful lot we don't understand still. And um, we, we find it difficult to understand all the titles and the ranks and the yeah. roles because we're not from that sort of background although we're learning mm. yes that's so interesting that um so i joined the salvation army maybe 15 years ago and i sometimes catch myself using acronyms or you know the like little in-house mm. abbreviations and it, it's cool to be able to um like step back a little bit and say well what does this actually mean and is this helpful or is it excluding other people so what mm. are some of the things that you as have spent some time getting your head around so you said the ranks and the abbreviations are there other kind of peculiarities that you've <laughs> noticed <laughs> not too much i mean uh we were just we, we knew the salvation army was based on an army concept mm. um, we really appreciated the accountability that's in the structure cool. everyone's linked and, and connected we Whereas some other denominations and churches, um, in our experience in New Zealand, are very disjointed, can mm. be very disjointed, um, sort of an entity unto themselves, depending on what community they're in. But one of the things that appealed to us about Salvation Army was the fact that, yeah, everyone's linked one way or another mm. um, through the magazine, through um, uh, notifications that we get given, and through the representation that our leaders give. Each of the leaders that have been here have always given a very strong, positive representation of who this, oh. who the Salvation Army are, and um, we we appreciate that. 
Yeah. And is that some, I loved at the beginning you said uh, that the Salvation Army, the picture for you is the heart to God, yeah. hand to man, yeah. you know, all of us working together. Is that something you felt empowered to join in with and kind of serve alongside as you talk about your leaders, Ruth yeah. and Andrew and the other people in the core? It gave me, it, I mean, I've been a Christian for 60 years, believe wow, me. Wow, it's not. amazing. I was thinking about that this morning. And I think the last few years has really given me the, um, the understanding and the realisation that being involved with such outreaches like the space program, being in, involved with um, supporting people, being involved in making cups of tea for people, is just as important as being able to share the four spiritual laws and being able to, to be able to share what it means to be a Christian. Awesome. Just as important. Mm. And um, I'm, I, I get great inspiration from listening to Star Christian Radio. I have it on all the time. We have it on all the time at home. Um, and it's like constant Christian music coming in. Mm. That's how um, you were mentioning before about how do you maintain your spiritual and mental and mm. you know health. To me, it's having that Christian music going on, the different times to pray, pray during the day, uh, the people that minister over uh, South Christian Radio that we can sit down and listen to together, my husband and I. Um, and it just helps supplement. Uh, so then when we come together on a Sunday, we're coming together for fellowship, we're coming together for that sense of belonging, we're coming together to support one another in this community, support our leaders who have got a big responsibility on mm. their shoulders right now, um, as well as just being a visible presence in this community to whoever is here. Awesome. Has there been a time when it's been perhaps more difficult to maintain that spiritual vibrancy and health and resilience? Yes, it has been because both my husband and I have had to deal with cancer. My oh. husband has had uh, the last few years a journey with prostate cancer. I have had a journey with breast cancer. Oh. Um, so we've both had to support each other when yeah. one's up, the other one's down. Um, we didn't expect that to happen in our lives. And um, that's been times when we've really said, okay, we believe Jesus is our healer. Mm -hmm. We believe in the atonement, that there's healing in the atonement. Um, we're claiming it. Mm -hmm. We are claiming it through the different um, medical procedures and medications that both of us have had to be part of and just keep maintaining, hanging on to what it means to be a Christian, um, what it means to be a believer in Christ. And we have seen... Well, we've seen healing because I don't have breast cancer anymore. Wow. <laughs> and um, my husband's ongoing with um, prostate cancer, but his tests have all been coming through pretty good the last two or three years. So we just keep walking and claiming healing in the name of Jesus. Mm. Um, never knew we would have to deal with those sort of issues in our lives. But it can be very disempowering. It can be very... Um, want to hide in a hollow somewhere and not be involved but we've always believed it's important as much as possible to be in the house of God on a Sunday to be fellowshipping with other Christians um, and be praying for others so that although we've had our own personal walk having to deal with health issues the bigger picture is being in the big plan of God yeah that's a very generous way to live if you think you know. 
so many of us, when we have a setback or life gets difficult, the temptation, as you said, is to cocoon away and mm. say, oh, well, someone else will do that. Is there something that you uh, told yourself or what was it that helped you um, keep maintaining relationship and looking outwards and serving in relationship and community, even when it was you know, hard or painful internally or even spiritually? We've always believed that Jesus is our saviour and our sanctifier and our healer, and we know he's our He's coming again. Mm. Um, they're very strong philosophies from um, a denominational background that we've been part of in the past. And I think the conviction of that and the fact that we've both had Christian backgrounds behind us, my husband more so than me, and we've been involved in different places in the world and different pastoral situations, has always been at the forefront of saying, we're still representing these people. We're still, we've said Jesus is our healer. We've got to stand and believe he is our healer. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we put the first best foot forward and claim that and... Um, and, and be there. We haven't always been able to be serving others in quite the same way we would want to when we're not feeling the best, but, the, but maintaining our own spiritual life and maintaining our own uh, sense of immediate community with those that we know care for us and pray for us has been very important. Awesome. And, and being willing to speak out when the opportunity is given. Because sometimes when you're in those situations, it's just a situation when you can't speak out. First, ask me that question, mm. and uh, we say, well, we believe in God, we believe. Our faith is keeping us there. I think that's the answer to the question, really. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got too many other people we're responsible to, our family, our, our kids, mm. our grandkids, uh, that are a very important part of our family life, even though we're not all physically always together. We're, we're always in connection through the internet, you know, through WhatsApp and one thing and another, um, as well as our... Christian community and friends. I've seen that as a strong theme that's come through uh, for us as we've talked. You've said you really enjoyed the connection and the accountability through the Salvation Army structures that they mm. have through mm. the leaders. You uh, love the heart of the Salvation Army to connect uh, to others through the open-heartedness and open-handedness. There's connection that you have with your Fano and Tamariki, the people around you. Uh, what would you say to someone listening um, who doesn't feel connected yet? Maybe they're just on the edge of wanting to come to church on a Sunday or just on the edge of wanting to try out something new or create a friendship, but they're not sure what will happen. What would you say to someone who wanted to be connected but wasn't quite sure they're brave enough or how? Well, I think in that situation, you really need a friend. Mm. You need someone alongside you that can basically hold your hand or be there with you. It's very, very difficult for a person on their own to step into any environment where mm. they don't know, but where they don't know anyone, I think one of the one of the bridges can be listening to Christian radio, mm. Star Christian Radio, Star.co.nz. You can stream it right throughout the country, um, and that's a really good way of being connected. You're on your own, but you're being connected to the wider Christian voice, the wider voice throughout mm. New Zealand. Um, to not be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Well, help in the sense of, could we go and have a cup of coffee together? Or I've got something I'd like to chat to you about. Um, could we could we spend some time together socially? Mm. Uh, something like that. Yeah, the, the situation you described is a very difficult one. And many, many people are in that situation. And I think it's, it's, it's being willing to 
to ask. Mm. Ask for a hand, ask for help. Yeah, sometimes a third person involved can be helpful as well. Sometimes it's hard on your own, but even if you've got another friend and say, together, can we, mm. shall we go and visit the Salvation Army? <laughs> or shall, yeah. shall, shall, we, shall, we, shall we make a phone call and get someone to come and talk to us? You know, something like that. It's, 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 it's hard. Mm. I, I don't really have an answer because everybody's needs are different. Just looking to see who is available and not being scared to ask for help. Mm. Ask, ask for help. Not, not saying I've got a need, I need help, but to ask for support mm. and ask for someone to come alongside. Awesome. As we've been talking about the different relationships and the challenges of being in community or uh, your journey through um, cancer for your relationship as a husband and wife and maintaining a strong faith and connection with community. Have there been any other struggles in your journey so far that stand out as something you could testify to or even are still questioning? I think one of the struggles that has certainly um, been very obvious to me over recent times is is just getting older. Mm. I my husband and I were very involved with Youth for Christ for many, many years when we were a lot younger, obviously. Very involved in churches, um, doing all sorts of different things um, and, and in different places. But in recent times, just being aware that age does slow you down. Very hard to accept the fact that I do need to retire. Mm. <laughs> I, really struggled, I really struggled with that because I like being part of the workplace. But the reality of just not being able to keep up the same pace, the reality of your body is fragile. I have in myself the last three or four years had about three falls that have oh. been totally unexpected and not really my fault, but they happened anyway. And you realise the fragility of your, of your body and it takes longer to heal. Mm. And in our own relationship is um, together, my husband's experienced the same thing. You, your eyes don't see as well, your hearing's not as good. But, you know, essentially you are still the same person that you are. So I found that being able to move into volunteering with the Salvation Army has been a really good bridge for me to get my head around the fact being retired doesn't mean to say, okay, you've come to the end of your working life and that's it. It's just the fact I'm actually working as hard as I did, but I'm not getting paid for it. (laughs) But being quite satisfied with being part of a a caring wider wider community. So there's been a big struggle for me in lots of different ways. Um, And also uh, seeing ageing parents that are are going downhill and being being part of that process Mm. and and realising when when my mum passed away three years ago, all oh, right, I'm the next. I'm the next eldest here, and the family. You know, yeah. just the reality of dealing with that. That's the, phys- the the physical side. The spiritually, I think one of the struggles we've had is finding like-minded people to be with. Mm. It's harder as you get older. More people drop away. They just drop away. Friendships become very important, and it's hard when friends move away. Mm. And also from a spiritual point of view. Um, being part of a, a small church fellowship, the Salvation Army Corps here is not big, it's small. Mm. Uh, people have left. We don't have a huge non- lot of people coming in. So basically your, your inner circle of friends gets smaller and smaller, not like when um, a few years ago. So that's been a struggle, but to realise through it all, through it all, Jesus stays the same. It's He's true. still there, mm. you know. He's the rock. He's still the lighthouse on the rock mm. and he still calls us to want to obey him and to follow him and to be there. So that's why now at this point in my life, 
I am here to be available to help wherever I can. I'm here to support the local leadership that are here. I want to be here as a mentor to younger people. Um, that's how I'm using my re retiring sort of cool. retirement age to kind of put a lot of knowledge into um, helping other people. And uh, I just don't know how long God has for me here, but I hope it's a long time because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many more things I want to do. Yeah. That speaks of such vitality, not only in your own spirit and relationship with others, but your relationship with um, Jesus Christ. Mm. Like from the things that you've been saying, your uh, strong belief in God, your theology, your foundation mm. uh, in the word of God and God's promises and uh, God's promises for the future, but also for the now and the mm. commands to be with and to serve and to uh, help our leaders and elders mm. is really blessing you richly in return with this mm. mana and the wisdom and the connectedness. Uh, so on that, uh, Denise, I just want to thank you so much, uh, not only for being on the podcast as we capture maybe a small snippet of who you are, but for your uh, 60 plus years of mm. faith and belief mm. sowing into the people of Aotearoa mm. and around the world mm. uh, and also especially for, for who you are to the Queenstown, Sawashinami yeah. Corps. It's a special uh, moment in time that we've managed to spend here. Mm. Uh, so I thank you for your giftedness. Can I pray for you? Absolutely. Yes, please. God, I thank you so deeply from the bottom of my heart that you see fit to surround us uh, with your love and your support, your whānau, uh, your Holy Spirit in filling us with comfort and counselling and wisdom. Mm. I thank you so much for Denise, a mm. uh, woman who has stood in place with feet planted firmly for so long, wherever you have placed her, she continues mm. to stand and stand mm. faithfully. And so I pray that you continue to refresh her with like a waterfall of your grace and your comfort. Uh, for her husband as well and herself healing mm. uh, wellness in their body, antibodies mm. to fight anything that comes in to try and disturb uh, the physical self and that pain in the cells. I thank you so much for um, her children and grandchildren mm. flung across the globe yet brought mm. close into her lounge through technology. Mm. Uh, I thank you so much for the young women and men, the parents and the children in the space program mm. who are beginning to find that they have a family they knew nothing about. Mm. I pray especially um, for the Queenstown playgroup that is uh, hoping to start up really soon, that mm. you provide um, the space in the building, warmth, uh, people to come along and support, uh, and that the people who attend that will begin to just feel that even more relaxed, like mm. they can just sink into a warm armchair um, in front of a fire kind of thing, because they belong. Uh, so thank you for Denise and the way that she has that open hand and that open heart, inviting people to belong, heart to God mm. and hand to this community. In mm. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Herald's Podcast. We would love to keep the discussion going. Head on over to our community on Facebook and Instagram and look for this episode's discussion post to join in.